what are the best ways to optimize testosterone? I asked that to five testosterone experts. You're about to hear all of their answers back to back. If you'd like to see or listen to any of their interviews, find those links in the captions. Jay Campbell. I mean, you know, so I'm obviously a pro, uh, you know, testosterone optimization therapy to actually use the bioidentical hormone, but obviously there's also ways to do this naturally. And I always recommend and advocate to natural, to go to, to use natural means to exhaust all natural means before you seek, uh, you know, actual therapeutic testosterone. And in, 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 in truth be told, uh, you know, again, some of the physicians I work with, it takes a very rare person today, both genetically, epigenetically, and then also just from a drive and determination and discipline standpoint to actually do this, you know, past the age of 40 and to be able to do it, you know, naturally. Because again, again, as you guys know, I mean, if look, if you live in New York City, Los Angeles, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, you know, any of these giant urban, you know, coastal population areas, you are being bombarded 24 seven, you know, from the blue light, from the Wi-Fi routers, from the 5G towers, from the food, from the air, from the plastics. I mean, it is almost inescapable, right? So like if you are doing everything natural, you sleep six to eight hours of deep restorative sleep every night, you eat well, you avoid alcohol, you avoid sugar, uh, you live what I call insulin controlled. Um, you know, you're eating enough protein. You obviously are doing hopefully resistance training, which is training with weights or some form of bone bearing exercise combined with cardiovascular exercise. The percentage of people who can maintain a, 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 what I would call not normal, cause I hate saying normal. What does that mean? But an optimal level of natural testosterone production is less than 10% of people. Right. And that's, that's under 40, right? When you go, when, yeah, when you go from 40 to 50, it's less than 2%. And when you're above 50, forget it. Lucas Own. So uh, I would definitely start with um, optimizing sleep. Um, sleep is, you know, absolutely essential for recovery and anabolism and anabolic hormones. So getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Um, next to that would be some form of um, heavy resistance training. So, um, you know, Dead, deadlifting, squatting, lifting heavy, you know, bench press, things like that, or even sprinting or high intensity exercise. So like sprinting, um, jump rope, rope, like the rowing machine, anything that's like extremely high intensity, but short duration. Mm -hmm. um, and then followed by optimizing nutrition. So focusing in on um, mostly saturated fats and monounsaturated fats as the main fat sources and then um and then various supplements as well there's a, there's a range there so let's let's go with saturated and monounsaturated fats what are examples of these uh so good example of uh saturated fat source so um coconut oil um and animal meats so um you know steak um and some other like beef liver some of the organ meats like they're rich in these saturated fats um and then the other fatty acid that's really beneficial for hormonal health is the monounsaturated fats what we call the MUFAs, monounsaturated fatty acids um, and these in include things like avocados macadamia nuts almonds um olive oil 
Like these are these are really healthy fat sources and really specifically good for testosterone optimization. So feel free to plug anything that you're offering people. And I want to ask you about the where you said optimizing nutrition. What sort like what direction do you point people in in terms of supplementation regarding testosterone? Yeah, so um, I mean, I've, I'm someone who's experimented with a range of different supplements over the years, and I've done blood testing myself to to verify whether or not they actually have an effect. Um, and my most recent blood test result was 988 nanograms per deciliter, so I was just shy of a thousand for total testosterone, and my free testosterone was 600. Um, so as far as nutrition and supplementation, I mean, there's various things. There are various supplements that can have an impact and there's also various supplements that just have no effect um, on hormonal health. And so on my YouTube channel, like guys can – you can this I've made some really great videos on um, various testosterone-boosting herbs, um, an example being Tonkat Ali, uh, Sistanch, uh, Fidogia agrestis, pine pollen, like these are like my top four. So Doc Farhan Kawaja. The first and foremost thing that I optimized was sleep. Okay? So there have been studies where they looked at guys who got five hours of sleep for five straight days, and then they, and then they you know, with a control group that got normal seven to eight hours of sleep, and the five hours of sleep was significantly lower testosterone, right? And again, this is not like causal. There's a correlation there. But from my experience, it's just obvious. If sleep is not dialed in, forget about it. Simply because testosterone is produced during sleep. And during the, during the day, most people are going to lose testosterone. Like if, when you eat a meal, your testosterone dips, right? So, and, and also that's why when we get blood tests, it's always you get it the first thing in the morning. Like you get to the blood test center, you figure out all the forms the day before, and you go in and say, take my blood right now. Hmm. So sleep is number one. Before anything, you, you know, herbs and this and that, forget about it. You're looking for a magic pill, there ain't none. Dial in your sleep. For me, what's work is sleeping early, waking up early. This is optimal for me. And I would presume it's probably optimum for most people. They just don't know it. Uh, so for, work on sleep first. The next easy thing is diet. I mean, it's not easy, but just eat natural foods, right? I, I try not to make things complicated because I know back in the day, I would be like, oh, you got to eat steak and, and uh, eggs and, and Brazil nuts and right? like all these little mm -hmm. things. But what I've learned just through my experience is just eat natural stuff. Right? Don't make it complicated. Like it's it's not about what you eat, it's about what you don't eat. Right. So what what needs to be avoided? I mean, and everyone knows this. I don't have to tell anyone, right? We know what we should avoid. Uh, all the junk food and the processed food. Just avoid that. So diet. And then the third one is movement. Simply move. And again, I try to make it simple, right? It's not uh you got to do squats and deadlifts and bench. Some people can't do that. Some people, it's a hard, it's a hard time doing even a body squat. So 
Just move. Don't be sedentary. And then there's also, uh, for, the, the, the fourth one is actually quite important. It, it, it's, a, it's very different from this, this, this uh, realm, like sleep, exercise, diet. And that is behavior. Having high testosterone is not causal to having more sex. But having more sex is causal to having more testosterone. So the behavior of what you do day to day can boost your testosterone even more than herbs can. Even more than, than, than what food you eat. It's the behavior. It's the, it's the activities. It's the thoughts. It's the challenges, right? If you start taking risk and you start challenging yourself and doing things that you never thought were possible, that for sure will boost your tea. So, so that should never be discounted. Because some people are like, okay, what should I eat? What, 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 you know, what, uh, what herb should I take? No, no, no. It's your mindset. And what are you doing day to day to challenge yourself, which is going to cause the real jump in testosterone? Nick Caputo. So the number one, the first one, this is based on the data. It's almost not even debatable. The number mm -hmm. one cause for declining testosterone levels in men today throughout the last few generations is nutrition. So micronutrient deficiencies and inadequate macronutrient splits are the number one cause of low testosterone. So the number one thing you can do to get your testosterone up naturally is to get your nutrition on point. And stop listening to nutrition advice from people that are on steroids on the internet because their nutritional needs are different than yours because they're injecting hormones that you're trying to make naturally. So you, your micronutrient status is a lot more important than theirs for testosterone specifically for muscle building and stuff like that. So you want to make sure that you're maxing out your micronutrients and getting your full, like hitting your targets on everything. And there's like 30 plus different micronutrients that you need to focus on. Amazing. And I'm... Yeah, my bad. Can you give us a hint of a macronutrient? Like what's the macronutrient balance? Is it more of one thing, less of another? So when it comes to everything, as far as nutrition, and honestly, most things in general, when it comes to health, we see this inverted U curve, right? So it's like problems happen on one side, and then there's a small area where it goes to the U and then boom, it's shit again if we have too much. So when it comes to protein, right? We don't want too little protein. We don't want too much protein. We don't want to be too lean, but we don't want to be too fat. We don't want mm. too much carbs. We don't want too little. So it really depends on the person based on your body composition, based on your goals, based on your insulin sensitivity at the time. Usually I recommend somewhere between 20, 20 to 30% of your overall caloric intake to be from protein. And then the remainder being split up between fats and carbs. Uh, more fat, I would say like anything more than 25% fat is adequate. I would say 30 is like the sweet spot, at least for me. So mine is... If I'm, I hope this adds up to 100. I think it's 25, 30, 45. So that would be 25% protein, 30% fat, 45% carbs. That's what I aim to make my splits. But somewhere around there in that ballpark is cool. Some guys are on this lower carb wave, which I'm not a huge fan of, which we could talk about. Um, I'm a huge advocate for carbs. So I do more on the carb side, but guys that want to do a lot more fat and less carbs, that's cool too as long as I would say at least 25% of your total caloric intake is fat. Mm -hmm. So macronutrient and micronutrient. Yep. And then micronutrients, I mean, I could go over some bit like 
the main ones I would say like zinc, magnesium, boron, vitamin A, vitamin D. Well, vitamin D is another hormone, but still you could get it from food. Mm -hmm. um, all the B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E, pretty much all the vitamins, vitamin K2. Um, Do you find that medium, iodine? Yeah, all of them. Thyroid hormone. Do you do you find that the types of carbohydrate that people are eating, like whether it comes from like rice or fruit, does that make an impact in testosterone? Yes, and honestly, it's a great question. It brings up a very interesting point. I, I, ha I teach something called, I call it a hunger budget, right? So every day you only have enough appetite to eat X amount of food. Right. So if you're going to eat strictly for macronutrients, like something that has pretty much no micronutrient value and you're getting your macros in, you're kind of like wasting your hunger. You know, you're spending, you're spending your hunger on something that's not really giving you a great return. So mm -hmm. when you are consuming carbs, I definitely recommend things like fruits, like potatoes. So like high micronutrient, antioxidant, dense carb sources. Same with fats and proteins. No matter what you're eating, I definitely recommend high micronutrient profile foods in overall. Christian Van Camp. Yeah. I mean, we talked about sunning. Like there's very little, little literature on that actually improving testosterone and it's because it's free and no one's going to actually fund guys going naked in the sun and testing their T levels before and after. So it's not going to happen. There's not enough money in the industry. They'd rather pay for pharmaceutical testings or something like that. So I just based on my own anecdotal data, which is my favorite way of testing things out, uh, is seeing how I feel before and after it. And I know you can vouch for this is like just 10 minutes of like nude sunbathing or five minutes, whatever. I feel this charge in energy and that charge in energy is related to maybe my mitochondria improving, which also improves my testosterone and all those things. So I would say just getting optimized circadian rhythm. That's like number one. That's going to help a lot of guys. It's just getting morning sunlight right when you wake up getting evening sunlight before it sets, get some of that beautiful low UV and that those powerful frequencies coming from the sun, sun gazing like that. And uh, really getting a good sleep schedule down. That's going to be like numero uno for sure is the seven to nine hours of deep sleep, not just quantity. Um, um, and, I, and I also would say, you know, nutrition's a paramount figure in this too. Because if, you know, you're eating french fries and mickey d's all day it's gonna make your your d smaller and it's gonna dysregulate your testosterone so really prioritizing healthy fatty acids i love avocado extra virgin olive oil i'm a huge fan of coconut oil butter grass-fed ghee those are great staples in my diet that's helped a lot um you know fatty cold water fish like sardines mackerel anchovies uh sockeye salmon or herring actually that's smash that's something i re uh, recollect from a while ago <clears throat> is smash is sardines, mackerel, anchovies, uh, sockeye salmon, and herring. So that's a good little thing to remember for the healthy fish. Yeah, so the fatty fish, that's a great way to go. Uh, the omega-3s are critical, especially considering we are getting an abundance of those omega-6s from all these vegetable oils. So cutting that out as well, including those healthy fats. And then uh, adequate protein, I would say, along with uh, you know getting um, your nutrition up is... I like to say just a simple way to go about it is around 40 grams of protein per three to four meals a day. And so if you're having, you know, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if you get 40 grams per meal, you're right around like 120 grams of protein a day. Uh, you don't have to obsess about it, but getting some quality protein, you know, not just eating a ton of, you know, uh, lentils all day, every day, but getting some grass-fed beef, pasture-raised chicken, some eggs. Those are great options for protein. 
much more bioavailable than the the plant-based options, but that doesn't disregard plants. Get your botanicals in too. But those are some foundations I'd say right there. I'll add one more thing, actually. Just movement. Just move your freaking body. You don't have to lift weights all the time and obsess about the gym. Like That's why I'm big on just lifting weights three days a week. Sometimes it's even two days a week. And I just love to move. I love to juggle. I love to uh, just go on walks, do some yoga movements. Uh, you know, I love Ido Portal. His stuff has been nice. amazing. Huge inspiration for me with the movement culture stuff. I just love kind of geeking out as a monkey on the ground. But just just move consistently, you know. 10,000 steps, 8,000 steps, whatever. Just move your body. Walk after meals. That's going to be super helpful for testosterone too. So there's a little boatload mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. I'm trusting that you learn from the varied perspective of these testosterone experts. We have all five of the most asked questions on testosterone in the other shows in this series. Find out what those questions are and listen to the answers that they have provided us.